0: Moncrief on Talk Because it is time for Tell Me Why with Graham Finlay. If you have a question for Graham, you can send it into afternoon at newstalk.com. Today's question is this. Why is chocolate so addictive? And Graham joins us now on Talk. Afternoon, Graham. Afternoon. Now, when we say addiction, no one's robbing banks to then bring the money down to the sweet shop. Uh, so it's not an addiction in the classic sense, I would have thought.
1: Well, you know, addiction's anything where you have cravings. And you keep engaging in a behavior uh, to the point where it becomes a problem for your life, right? It's causing you some kind of harm, whether it's keeping you from doing something you want to do or it's, it's not good for your health. So you can be addicted to all sorts of things which are quite easily got, right, and are not going to bankrupt you. I mean, and that's the thing. Chocolate is really available and it's really cheap. So um, chocolate is, you know, it is potentially addictive. Um, and some people report that they're addicted in the bad sense, not in the sense that, oh, I can't stop, I love chocolate, in the kind of, don't we all give me another bar of chocolate kind of way, but in the, you know, not quite holding up a a liquor store or something like that or (laughs) robbing banks, but, you know, problems with chocolate, problem chocolate eating. Um, And so there's this debate out there over whether it's addictive or not. Mm, But Um, there's
0: there's obviously something in chocolate that makes people, that makes it more-ish. Is that just sugar?
1: Yeah, well, that, yes, that's one of the explanations. So there's a huge amount of debates over what it is in chocolate that might make it addictive and also, you know, whether it's addictive and and so forth. So it's possible that, you know, the addiction is largely produced by society, right? Chocolate is everywhere, especially at this time of year. I mean, I've just, you go into the shops and, you know, know you know it's Christmas when when there's, you know, you can see it in the windows stacked up to the ceiling, these giant boxes of chocolate. Um, And all of these things are sort of, to you to go and eat chocolate. So there's already this social pressure plus availability, uh, and you know shiny wrappers. Everything is really trying to get you to eat chocolate. But inside the chocolate, chocolate's an incredibly complicated thing, and it took them a long time to to make it into a, a form where you could really eat it in a nice way as a bar. You know, for most of its history, it was drunk as a, an actual drink mean um, in mm. fact, in in the earlier parts of, of of European consumption of chocolate, which the Spanish kept to themselves, you know, they they had it from from Mexico and 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 Central and, and Latin America, uh, but they didn't tell anybody about it until sort of word got out as people visited Spain and, you know, were able to taste the chocolate and and so forth, and and even monks were scientists of chocolate, but. Um, it eventually spread throughout Europe, and it was almost always drunk as a drink, um, and it was drunk without sugar in many cases, just the way people would have drunk coffee. Uh, and it was famed to be an aphrodisiac, and there, there's a basis in all this kind of stuff. And it was also really, really expensive, so, uh, and it was bitter, so that you know dark chocolate doesn't seem to be nearly as addictive as milk chocolate, which has sugar and fat in it and is processed to, to be a real vehicle for delivering them, or white chocolate, which doesn't have any of the original substance, which comes from the cacao uh, tree, uh, you know, at all, right? Yeah. So, so so, white chocolate is pure sugar and fat, really, um, you know, and, and, and has none of the cocoa solids, uh, which, which give, you know, are, are the origin and the whole idea of it being chocolate. So, yeah, sugar and fat um, could be the most addictive thing. I noticed that the original questioner isn't talking about, you know, 100% or 90% dark chocolate, Um you know, but is in fact talking about, um, I, I think we can say the brand on air, I hope uh, you can bleep it out, if, you, if, if not roses. Um, that's yeah. what she's addicted to. So, you know, it, sugar and fat is, is everyone's sort of suspect, but there's some more exotic stuff in, in, in chocolate. The, the main active chemical in cacao is theobromine, which is quite powerful and um, does all sorts of exciting things. It both stimulates you, Uh, and and caffeine is in chocolate as well, but it also relaxes you because it it causes your blood vessels to expand and your blood pressure and heart rate to drop. So, so, you know, you can imagine that this is a pretty attractive combination, stimulated but relaxed. Um, And Mm. so it proved to be in 18th century Europe. Uh, But there are some other more exotic chemicals which are related to um, uh, caffeine, but also marijuana, and amphetamines, these are similar compounds in, in quite small amounts, which you'll find in, in sort of the final version of chocolate. Um, and some people think that those might be uh, part of the reason why people like it so much.
0: Right. So, okay, a chocolate... In a very, very mild sense, is is is, is sugar, uh, cannabis, and 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 uh, um, uh, amphetamines. There's a night out, uh, and and you did mention the aphrodisiac uh, element to it. The, the, what's the science there that it might have a mild effect?
1: Well, they've done some some sort of research on this, and in fact, the the second study I'm going to mention is um, is kind of a good sign of that. scientists who who are going to use this data no matter what. So. They've done a bunch of studies on on libido and chocolate, and men do, at least some men, seem to be stimulated by chocolate, um, stimulated but not relaxed, you might want to put it that way. Mm. Um, Whereas women, they thought they had a real result, and women have, I think it's fair to say, a peculiar relation to chocolate um, as women. Um, And so they initially thought that it was good for women's libidos, um, and uh, until they noticed that in their sample, uh, the women who ate chocolate every day were much younger than the women who didn't, and so when they adjusted for age, uh, there was no effect. So, but courageously, the scientists published <laughs> it. You know, they're like, you know, they, they just about had that big grant from, from Big Chocolate, and, and there it goes. Um, but women, women do have, have, uh, have an interesting relationship to chocolate. There's, um, you know, it's, it seems like cravings for chocolate seem to be related to premenstrual syndrome. Um, it's also the case that, you know, depressed people um, and, and people with low mood Uh, crave chocolate more than other people, and people with a diagnosis of depression um, crave chocolate more often or or describe themselves as chocoholics more than than people who don't have a diagnosis of depression. Um, It may even be genetic, um, and there's some genetic evidence, uh, some evidence that a love of chocolate is genetic. Uh, But again, all of this is is the socially constructed uh, sweet and fatty milk chocolate. For the most part, mm. um, and so you can wean yourself onto dark chocolate, which is you know pretty good for you uh, compared to the to the to the milk chocolate.
0: Uh, yeah, in what ways is it, is the dark chocolate better for you? Okay,
1: well, it's got um, all sorts of antioxidants, um, and and that's good for you. It's got um, anti-inflammatory pro- uh, properties. You know, all that sort of relaxation of the of the blood pressure and of the blood vessels is is good for you. So it's good for your your lungs and your heart. It apparently is good for your cognition uh, and, um, and, it, and, it, and for your mood. And that's why people very often sort of self-medicate by by choosing chocolate, right? And, and, and it's not a great way to cope with your depression, uh, you know, because one of the things which happens, and this is the other sort of set of chemicals I didn't talk about before, it releases all that sugar. Um, you know, we know that it does that. Um, release, you know, releases dopamines in the brain, which are very pleasurable. There's also a chemical called enkephalin, which they found in rats, uh, was associated with chocolate eating. And that's um, associated with the natural opioids your brain provides, right? So so you will get this sort of feeling of of, of, of well-being and, and, and all these positive brain chemicals. The problem is your brain starts to manufacture less of them, the more chocolate you eat. Mm. And so if you stop eating uh, the chocolate, you, know, you're, you have lower levels of dopamine. That is going to lead to, to lower mood, but it's also going to leave you craving chocolate to get back to that, that part. So you know, when all is said, it may well be uh, something which is addictive. Now, you can wean yourself off the milk chocolate onto dark chocolate by maybe progressively eating um, more dark chocolate than milk chocolate. Dark chocolate is almost aversive, um, as, the, as the flavor scientists say, so you're, you're not going to be tempted to eat quite as many of the, the, the darkest chocolate bars. And then you can have it with sort of fruits of the forest. Those are delicious with chocolate. Or you can have it alongside something which is actually genuinely good for you.
0: Mm. Now, the, the production of chocolate, though, um, is that in any way pr- uh, problematic? Absolutely. The chocolate
1: is, I mean, there's so many different problems with chocolate. The actual product, I mean, we should all really go out and eat fair trade chocolate. Now, I, I haven't checked the most recent statistics, but not a few years ago, there have been really serious exposés about how, you know, basically sort of modern slavery, not in the chattel slavery sense, but, you know, forced labor and that kind of level of severe labor exploitation characterizes a lot of the, the places where the chocolate companies do get the chocolates. Like a lot of the big producers of chocolate, including in West Africa, um, have very, very problematic um, uh, very very problematic practices which can involve again exploited child labor it 's also very interesting that you know the way that the farming is done it, it really neglects you know the labor of women in particular who are often working uncompensated um, in the in the uh, cacao fields so or in the cacao um, farms which which they work in now this is particularly true of West Africa, but it 's true of, of the way chocolate is produced around across the world. Chocolate is largely produced or the the cacao is largely grown. Sort of across the the sort of the equator, the, the the really quite tropical zones from Indonesia all the way to to Latin America, and you know there are really problematic practices all over the place. So fair trade chocolate is the way to go because then you know that it hasn't been produced in this way.
0: Do we eat a lot of chocolate in Ireland? Is there we, a chocolate scoffing league?
1: We are. We are big chocolate eaters. Um, you know a, a lot it's really interesting that a lot of the history of of the chocolate bar and of the kind of fancy chocolates people eat have sort of pinged around um, the United Kingdom to um, Switzerland and places like that. And this is where great chocolate technologies were adopted. And initially, we ate a lot of dark chocolate. And it was the Swiss, in fact, Mr. Lindt, who is um, still putting out chocolate now, mm-hmm. who, who really pioneered milk chocolate by getting a device which would smooth it out so it wasn't gritty in ways that, um, that otherwise it would form, because it's quite complex to get the chocolate molecules to crystallize in the right way. So he then started selling milk chocolate back to, to the English and the Irish, uh, and it really took over both first Great Britain you know, and Ireland, and then some of these uh, Swiss and German manufacturers of milk chocolate went to the United States, and, and, uh, and there Mr. Hershey saw a machine at the World's Fair and, and thought that that was a pretty good idea. And I have actually visited the theme park and ride, which explains to you how chocolate is made in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, so I can tell you they're still going strong. The, the town is full of giant Hershey's kiss, kisses hanging off the lampposts, just in case you were wondering where you were. Wow, um, which is in a fever dream of some kind. But in any case, so we've now become, you know, the US, the UK, and Ireland have become the big eaters of, of uh, milk chocolate, and it's the continent we associate with dark chocolate. And we are just behind the Swiss and the Germans, I believe. In terms of consumption, at the same level of the UK, as the UK, so we're the third or fourth, depending on how you count it, um, biggest chocolate eaters in
0: the world. Wow, Graham Finley, thanks a million for talking to us today. Thanks, John.
1: Moncrief on News Talk.